what we do here is go back, 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 back. And he is just quivering through his call of there not being a penalty, um, which the internet ran with on basically him being just completely terrified and afraid to even call a penalty on the Chiefs. We are live here on YouTube uh, for another episode of the Raider Tape Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. Um, we are doing this week a little differently. Uh, I know you guys hear that every once in a while, but we got a buy this week. Uh, Andy is currently on a business trip. I will be currently heading out on a trip uh, later today. So we are. I'm going to get you out an episode of my RTP personal thoughts, my recap of the game. And then the plan is to uh, get one from Andy as well to get uh, get out early next week uh, on top of our regularly scheduled preview because the recap is going to be you know something different. It's not going to be an all-in-one thing for y'all. So, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, man, this was one hell of a game. Let's be realistic. This is one hell of a game. We were a lot closer in this game than a lot of people thought. Uh, including myself, including uh, Andrew as well. So the Raiders um, played the Chiefs on Monday night, uh, and they ended up losing 30-29. to Came right down to the wire. uh, Ended up coming down to the fact that we went for two uh, and missed it instead of kicking an extra point. We will get into all of that uh, a little bit later on my thoughts about that happening and whatnot, but... Derek Carr went 19 for 30, 241 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had another career game, 21 carries, 154 yards and one touchdown, averaging 7.3 a carry. Uh, He also had five receptions for 39 yards. Uh, We had Devontae Adams uh, have three receptions, 124 yards and two touchdowns. So very low uh, attempts, right? And uh, high yardage on that one from him. Um, on the defensive side, we saw Max Crosby just completely ball out. Um, he had two sacks uh, and, you know, early on was was dominating. Defense itself was dominating early on. So Denzel Perriman ended up having a sack as well. So uh, we got away with three sacks on Patrick Mahomes. On the opposite side of the ball, Mahomes went 29 for 43, 292, touchdown, 292 yards and four touchdowns. All four of those touchdowns going to Travis Kelsey, who had seven receptions for 25 yards and four touchdowns. So there's the stats for you guys, um, for all y'all who didn't watch the game at all. It was a wild ride of a game. It was a wild ride of a game, and you know we were very much in it. I mean, we were at halftime. It was We got up at one point. It was 17-0. We were winning. Um, at halftime, it was 17-10, and we went into that just completely with the momentum all on our side and absolutely killing it. There was a lot of things in this game that um, you could point to as a very controversial uh, talking topic. First one being a rubbing the passer call on Chris Jones. Um, that was skeptical at best. Um, and I'm, I'm glad it went our way. Uh, if, if we had to turn that around to not get karma at the end of the game, I would gladly trade that. 
but essentially Chris Jones uh, sacks Derek Carr, um, and they call roughing the passer because he landed with his full body weight on top of him. Uh, now, as you watch the replay of that play, uh, you see that as he hits him, he strips the ball loose, and as they're going down to the ground, the ball essentially is just in Chris Jones's hands. You know, the question mark is, you know, when they went to the ground, the defender had the ball in his hand, so that that penalty should be nullified. You cannot challenge penalties. They called what they called, and it was very beneficial on our end. Uh, I believe that play we went down and, and kicked a field goal to go up 17, if I'm not mistaken. So come out of halftime, and it instantly does not start good. <laughs> they go down. Uh, I believe they go down and uh, score a touchdown, and then – we get the ball back. There was a, I believe, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty pushed us back. We essentially got pushed back inside of our own territory uh, and had to punt deep, had some stupid penalties. So automatically starting off very rough. Uh, they come back, go down, score again. And, and from there, it was just very unfortunate for the Raiders. They played well in the first half. Stop me if you heard this before. They played very well in the first half um, and then ended up somewhat shitting the bed in the second half and, and getting in their own way with things. You know, we talked about it all uh, when we did our review of the game. I also wrote another article for just blog baby. Three key players to watch was Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs. All three of those guys balled out. As I said in the article that we were going to need them to continue to ball out like they did the week prior uh, if we're going to have a chance of winning this game. And we had a chance of winning this game. Fast forward to... I, I want I want to say it was four minutes ish left in the game, five minutes left in the game. Um, they're driving down the field. We get a big stop in the red zone. They go, they kick a field goal, uh, and they miss it. And at the time, the score was twenty four to twenty three, Chiefs. And then something that hasn't been called in the last seven years got called on the Raiders. A holding call on defense on Malcolm Kuntz when they were rushing to try to block the field goal. So last time that was called, uh, 2015 on Khalil Mack uh, on Christmas for the Raiders as well. So it was dumbfounded. Um, they get the they get the ball first down. Defensive holding is five yards, automatic first down. So they get automatic first down. They go and they score, which put the score at 30 to 23. And they go for two um, to, try to try to put the game up Let's see, they were already up seven. So they, they score a touchdown. It's 30 to 29. They're up and they go for two. We stop them, luckily, keep them at 30. We get the ball back. And, and as you know, that like that, that is a complete turn of the game. Not only did, you know, they miss the field goal, you know, we were down one. Um, we would have had a lot of momentum where the ball was at. And then if we drive down, we could essentially you know, be in a position to take the lead even with a field goal. So that happens. Um, it turns around. We drive down. We end up scoring a touchdown, okay? And it is now 29 to 30. The Raiders uh, decide to go for two, okay? On the road, down by one. They go for two. We go up by one. It's one of those calls that apparently before we even got the ball back, D.C. and, and McDaniels were talking, and, um, they just, and they decided that if they had the opportunity, that's what they were going to do. I like being aggressive there, to be honest with you. I think that as a team that's sitting one and three going into this game, Chiefs are three and one. I mean, our backs are against the wall in that situation, and, and we're playing on the road. 
you know, we're in this game. We're playing with house money to try to win this. So I'm fine with that decision. Obviously, it backfired on us uh, because we now we lost by one. If you want to look at it that way, um, essentially what happened is we missed it. Chiefs are driving down. They're up by one. We get a stop. Okay, we get a stop, and they end up punting. But if we had kicked the extra point and tied the game, no doubt about it, their their whole strategy changes as they're driving because it's tied and they want to take the lead. Um, it felt like they were pretty conservative trying to run out the clock. Um, we did well at stopping the run game, stopping their little short intermediate passing, um, and they kind of played a little vanilla compared to how their offense had played in the game and can play. So I think that all the people that are saying, like, you're an idiot, you should just at least tie the game, they don't punt that ball if the game is tied, in my opinion. No team is scared about going for it on fourth down against the Raiders. That's what I've figured out this year so far. No team is scared about going against uh, going fourth down against the Raiders. So I wholeheartedly believe that they would have done that. You know, that puts us in a whole different situation. But nonetheless, we get the ball back. We start driving down the field, and it's looking good. Time's, you know, time's running out and, and whatnot. We get a third down, and um, Devontae Adams gets uh, beats his coverage, and throws. They, we throw it down the sideline. He catches it, has a little toe-drag swag. Um, they call it a catch. Um, and then they review it and say that when uh, his first toe was down, he was still bobbling the ball, which is an absolute bullshit call. Pardon my language. Um, it is a terrible call because um, his left hand possessed it the whole time. And, you know, I can see where they're coming from and, and, you know, thinking, oh, maybe he was bobbling it. But in my opinion, if that's Travis Kelsey catching that ball, they keep it a catch. I know I sound like, oh, there's some conspiracy theory against the Raiders type of thing. But this is the type of crap that we see. And we see things that uh, turn around on us in that realm. So they take it back. It's fourth down. And we run a play where we have... Devontae Adams on the outside, Renfro on the inside. Renfro's running a deep out, and Adams is running uh, a hero route, just a streak up the field. DC throws the ball, um, which which looking like it was going uh, to, to Adams um, up the field. And Renfro and Adams run into each other and take each other out on fourth down, end of the game. That is such Raiders fashion to end a game like that. It is absolutely unbelievable. It was heartbreaking uh, in all in all Raiders fashion. Um, it was absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, it totally felt like we should have won that game. We were in complete control. You never, I mean, it's it's the Chiefs, so no lead is big enough for them to you know make a comeback um, as we saw in the Super Bowl against the Niners. So you know, and on one account, you know, I'm proud that they were able to fight as much as they did. Um, but at the same time, it's the NFL. There's no moral victories. So yeah, that's a little rough. It was a very tough time watching that at home and having to deal with all that emotion at the end of the game. As expected, not the only one either, because walking into the tunnel, Devontae Adams shoves a cameraman over um, that is kind of running in his way. Um, And it seemed like he kind of ran in his way last second. Um, For what reason, I have no idea. Um, It actually came out not long before I started this that he... Um, is being charged with a misdemeanor assault. So we'll see where that goes and see if the NFL takes any action against that, Uh, see if it gets suspended. I'm more than likely he's going to get fined regardless, but it is what it is, you know. 
I mean, you can't do that, but at the same time, one, that cameraman shouldn't just be running out in front in the middle of like he, it almost looked deliberate. Um, like he was trying to time it perfectly to run out in front of him. Secondly, anybody that's ever played any competitive sports knows that a loss like that, your emotions are running high. Um, I don't know why there's not better protocol for making sure that people are cleared out around it as the, the players are getting into the um, the tunnel, making sure that their ability to get off the field without running into this type of like issue of like cameraman, just like swarming them or running around them or running in front of them. It's kind of ridiculous. So all in all tough game to watch tough game to, you know, fall along with the whole way range of emotions. Uh, first half of very happy emotions. Second half, Oh no, here we go again. Emotions end of the game, man, we have a chance. We blow it again type of thing. And like I said, in pure Raiders fashion where the receivers uh, run into each other. So that's cool. Now I'm going to get into how I feel about this team and where we go from here. But before we do that, I am going to tell everyone who this episode is brought to you by. And as always, it's brought to you by DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Now, as we mentioned before uh, last episode, I told you I liked the Raiders. I liked the Raiders to cover. Um, They were, uh, by game time start, they were seven and a half dogs, seven and a half point dogs. Uh, When we recorded, I believe they were seven point dogs. Uh, Me and Andy Bull said they were going to cover. Now, I said that they were going to win outright, which would have been pretty awesome if they did. Um, You know, if they go down and they end up scoring a touchdown, it's 35 to 30. My prediction was 34-31. Would have been pretty freaking close and dead on. Would have been nice. But you could have gone on DraftKings and you could have bet on that. You could have bet the Raiders to cover, and they would have. And to make things even sweeter, you could have thrown down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins when you place a $5 bet, on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So as I said, a lot of things that went on in this game, a lot of different emotions, a lot of like, it just so, such Raider things to happen, you know, such, I don't even know how to explain it other than to just go through some things that, that I found, of course, something like that happens, win or lose, you just start scouring Twitter, right? You just start scouring social media, whether it's to make yourself feel better about something or to see all the awesome posts after a win or what have you, especially after a controversial game like we had on Monday night with so many different controversial topics and, and things to touch on. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, Malcolm Coons had a holding call on field goal. Um, and it's probably probably the one thing that turned the game around the most um, was that call because of what transpired afterwards with them scoring a touchdown as opposed to having a missed field goal as getting the ball back. Tell me the last time anyone remembers that flag being called because it just that that's not something that gets called ever. 
I mentioned previously that the last time it was actually called in the NFL was in 2015 on Christmas against Khalil Mack, which was against the Raiders as well. Like, of course it was. Um, and according to uh, the lovely Josh Dubow on Twitter, anyone that's on Raiders Twitter knows him, knows who he is. It has only been called seven times, basically in the last 12 years. So ever since 2010, there's only been seven times that that penalty is called. So do with it what you want with that information. But it is such a bullcrap thing to happen to us um, that caused the turnaround like that. Um, on that same note, uh, as we talked about the roughing the passer call that got called, that was, you know, I will admit a bad call, um, but it benefited us. So hell yeah. After that roughing the passer was called for the rest of the game, there was seven penalties called on the Raiders and zero penalties on the Chiefs. There is a viral video that's going around of the uh, head referee um, basically picking up a flag of, um, I think, blocking the back or something along those lines from a kickoff. And he is just quivering through his call of there not being a penalty, um, which the internet ran with on basically him being just completely terrified and afraid to even call a penalty on the Chiefs because can't mess with that NFL bottom line, you know. Can't mess with uh, can't mess with their darling team, the Chiefs, um, and Patrick Mahomes. So, conspiracy theory, yeah, maybe, but very valid in my opinion. Getting into uh, a few uh, the things in in regards to the game, not only did the Raiders, you know, have a penalty called on them that hasn't been called in the last seven years. Um, they also set a NFL history record. They had a 150-yard rusher in Josh Jacobs, 150-plus yard rusher. They had a 100-yard-plus receiver, Devontae Adams. They had zero turnovers, and they had no more than two punts the whole game. Probably the greatest Raider game uh, statistically that we've seen them play in a long time. Right? They are the first NFL team in history to do all of those things and still lose. And that was brought by OptiStats at OptiStats on Twitter. If getting a catch overturned, that was a catch and they called it a non-catch afterwards. If having your two receivers run into each other on the last play of the game on fourth down wasn't complete Raiders fashion, this, this stat just takes the cake. This stat puts it over the top and puts a nice little cherry on the you know, Sunday or Monday, banana split. So it's rough when things like that come out, when you're grieving, when you're when you're in pain, when you are um, not doing too great after a loss like that, and then you start seeing those things kind of surface. Getting back to that last final play, I did find something from Golden Tate that was very interesting. Basically put out there that that last play um, was actually uh, Devontae Adams' fault. Uh, reason being is because that deep out route that Renfro was, and, and, you know, things are different for each team. You know, who knows what their, you know, first reads are, what they, you know, who's who's what in, in that whole thing and how it's supposed to play out. But essentially that play with that deep out from the slot, Devontae Adams, the, the outside receiver, has to get an outside release. And in his, in his notes that he has from his playbook uh, from one year, it literally says for that outside gay, M-O-R, must outside release. Um, because that outside release is going to give that slot guy enough room to break underneath you um, and either open you up 
um, or get him open because of that, you know, essentially crossing, not crossing patterns, but you've got your defenders, you know, crossing each other when it's a, a man-to-man situation like it was. So because he was forced to get inside release um, when they got to where they were at, uh, you know, even along the field, Renfro cut and ran into Adams and, you know, the rest was history. So it's little things like that, that just the Raiders are raidering, unfortunately, you know, we, we're very, we're very used to the, the term that the Chargers are going to charge her and they they do continue to charge her. I mean, they almost charged her this last week. The Raiders, the Raiders are guilty of, of doing those same things too. And it's not a whole lot on the bad, bad call side of things. Um, it's more of the bad luck side of things. So all in all, you know, uh, a lot of stuff circling around the internet now is, is that McDaniels is trash, that he needs to be fired, um, that he has lost these games for us with play calling. I do think that, you know, his play calling has been a little bit questionable um, thus far this year. I think that he actually called a very good game. Um, I, I feel like the way he was able to, as we've talked about the the offense, the, the passing game and the running game being, um, you know, cohesive is night and day difference on our success. Um, and Josh Jacobs was running all over their defense um, all game. He was able to get going early and was able to, like I mentioned, control the control the clock and uh, be able to let us do exactly you know whatever we wanted to. So, you know, being able to blend the run game with the passing game. Um, I thought he called a great game. You know, you get down to the point where you either go for two or kick the extra point. Um, he was being aggressive. Was it the right call? I don't know. I mean, we didn't get it, so it looks like the wrong call, right? But in that situation, things don't turn out the same way uh, on on the Chiefs' end of things if we just tie it up instead of going, you know, to take the lead. Um, I wholeheartedly, uh, you know, that play at the end on the fourth down, like that play was going to work. Those players, Devontae was getting freed up with the way things were crossing and the way that the defenders were coming across each other. And, the, you know, if if Renfro um, and Adams don't uh, run into each other, I fully believe that Adams kind of breaks through that little mess and gets a little bit of a beat on his defender, um, which we saw him do twice, three times actually. Um, and, you know, that one was called back. So, you know, you look at the, the catch that was called back, uh, I mean, that puts us in field goal range automatically. Like Carlson is in field goal range. We can run the clock out. We can kick a field goal and win the game, plain and simple. Um, and they reversed it. And now we're stuck in this situation where we got to go forward on fourth down. We go forward on fourth down, and we call a play that it was going to work. It was going to free him up, and he was going to be in a position to make the catch because DC released the ball at a perfect time where they were crossing um, and he was going to uh, you know, be free over the top and at least have a chance to come down with a catch or be open because he beat his guy. Then they run into each other, and then it's game blouses, you know? Game's over, we lose. So it's those type of things. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't put this loss on McDaniels whatsoever. Um, I put this loss on a couple of unfortunate events um, that did not go our way. I mean, the Raiders last year, I believe they won seven games on a walk-off play or, you know, down to the, something that was down to the wire. So you look at last year, we're honestly, we're playing better football than last year. Um, the way that both sides of the ball, ball are cohesively playing and the just uh, when each side of the ball is playing at a top level, we're playing better than we played last year. 
we're just not getting the wins. We're just not getting that walk-off play going our way. The ball's not bouncing our way each time. And I went over this already uh, when, you know, we were at a point that we were, you know, 0-3. And it's like, we're just not getting the lucky bounces. We still can't close out games. Um, that was something we couldn't – we weren't able to necessarily do last year. We were just getting the lucky bounces, like I said. So, all in all, it's tough, man. It's tough to tough to go through, tough to deal with. We got a bye week, I think, with some of the injuries we've had and some of the things that have gone on. This is going to be a good time for a bye week. We saw Darren Waller get like eight plays into the game and hurt his hamstring again. It's been it's been rough because as soon as he signed that new deal, um, it's just been you know going downhill since then. But hopefully he can get healthy. We can turn this around, get ready for the Texans, um, and come out. We've got a good stretch. We've got a good stretch of our schedule between now and uh, I believe roughly week ten against the Chargers. Let me see here. So we have a bye. We're going to a bye this Sunday. Uh, we play the Texans. We play the Saints, we play the Jaguars, we play the Colts, Broncos, Seahawks, and then December 4th, we play the Chargers. I mean, at this point, when you're one and four going into bye week, there's, I mean, it's hard to say that like we could easily go out and win those games, but the way we've been playing, man, we could have easily won a lot of these games that we've been in, if not all of them. So, it's just hard when, you know, you're looking at things. The Jaguars have played a lot better than people expected this year. The Colts have not, you know. But there's a lot of shakiness if you look at that team. The Texans are the worst team in the NFL. Um, the Saints are, you know, basically paying with Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill right now. Um, the Jaguars, like I said, have been better, but they're still the Jaguars. I mean, we saw them get – I believe they got shut out this week. Uh, this week. Uh, but they have been playing well. The Colts have been a big disappointment Matt Ryan, I think, is the most sacked player in the NFL right now. Um, they're not doing too hot. Um, but who knows what it'll be, you know, in four weeks. The Broncos are the Broncos. I wholeheartedly expect us to go out there and get another win. Um, they have been probably one of the biggest letdown stories of the year uh, in regards to, I mean, I'm sure we are considered that as well, too. But with how much everybody was saying that the Broncos are a Super Bowl contender now because they have Russell Wilson and how much they've been terrible you know, since the start of the season, I will preach for the end of time until they prove me wrong that they're frauds, and they always will be frauds. So, and the Seahawks are rocking with Geno Smith, right? Geno Smith or Drew Luck, and uh, Drew Luck, and uh, Geno Smith has been running it. And you know, I don't know if he's still not writing back, but you know, people wrote him off. He's not writing back, but I would expect that we would be able to go into that game and beat him as well. So, very confident over this next stretch. I mean. The Raiders really have to go on a huge winning streak. Now, it, it obviously gets harder after that. Um, we have Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, Niners, and then ended off with the Chiefs. So it's going to be huge. This next stretch of one, two, three, four, five, six games, we need to win most of them, if not all of them. I think we can still be competitive. I think, we, you know, as much as I hate a week six bye, I think it's kind of coming at a good time for us. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where we go from here, but I hope it's up because it doesn't look good right now, but it does look good because of the way we're playing. Um, We are a lot better than our record is showing. I know you are what your record says you are, but um, I think if there's any team in the NFL that their record does not reflect the type of talent that they have, um, it's our record. So we'll see what happens. Um, But hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. 
tried to do this live on YouTube. Uh, hopefully it seemed decent enough on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you can obviously see uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code TPPN. Go download that. Go download DraftKings in general. When you sign up, use code TPPN. It's a way to show love to the podcast and, and the network that's, uh, that's showing love to us. So go sign up if you haven't signed up. Do one for the boys. Go sign up with that promo code. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the, the episode. We are planning on on you know getting Andy's thoughts of things as well. Um, hopefully maybe have that out to you guys. We'll see. Probably Monday-ish if I had to guess. You know, just got to do some editing when I get back from my trip, and uh, we'll have that up there hopefully. So till then, enjoy the bye week. Get some rest. The Raider Nation, just just lay down, you know. Lay down. Get some rest. I know you're exhausted. It's exhausting being a Raiders fan. Toxic, maybe. Definitely exhausting. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we will see y'all next week. <laughs>